So here we are, four years later, we're at the sex education finale. I want to give it a really nice intro, but I just feel like I want to just start getting into it. Let's get, get straight really into it. getting into it. Um, I want to start with Otis. And I, I just want to ask you if... Has he always been the most detestable character on screen? I absolutely couldn't stand any scene he was in this season. Really? What, as in because of the way he's... Like, the character himself the char- or the actor? I don't remember the character being so... Like... You know, pretend... You're not pretentious, but like so self-obsessed. I know, I know he was always a little bit selfish. Hmm. But it just felt like it was so, so over the top this season. I just like couldn't bear to watch any of the scenes with him in. No, I didn't see that. It was I, I, I couldn't. He, he was just. It was all about. It was him, him, him all, all season. And I think it always has been like. Yeah. But there's this thing where he is wanting to be a sex therapist. He wants people to let him in, and 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 you know, advise them on their their kind of deeper secrets. And I'm just like, why would anyone want to? speak to you well I don't know in the earlier seasons he is like he is brilliant at it he is it's Maeve's line at the end you know he's got this like this rare ability to make people feel seen and that didn't come through in season but 4 it, no in, chance to an extent it doesn't have to because the fo- like the focus isn't the clinic anymore mm-hmm. the clinic and school that like is the plot device that drives the first season um, it's moved away from that and it's about the the uh, the conclusion of these characters' storylines, you know, I mean the the clinic in season four only shows up uh, in like a the battle between Otis and O mm-hmm. running the two um, competing clinics yeah. in the in the college yeah yeah and I guess like this Otis's storyline partly in season four is about him kind of like standing aside for O. And accepting like some someone else has not this idea, but someone else is good at this too. It's not this very specific thing to him that I think he's, he crafts his identity yeah. around, and actually sees it as a professional sort of. You know, he becomes more professional, he becomes more self-aware, and he becomes more, at the very um, end. Yeah, but that's his growth, and I, I mean, I will, I will give you that it seems for Otis at least it seems that he sort of follows the same pattern of growth or like the same arc every season which is that he's slightly selfish yeah I don't, I don't think you can like, come of age four seasons in a row yeah I, know, I, know, I do know what you mean but then <laughs> like he redeems himself by the end of every season I, I, he didn't redeem himself for me by the end of the season because I was just like this yeah. guy is just like I, I just it always for me it just ended up being like this guy is just so selfish and quite unlikable. But teenagers are like you know. I'm, I'm not trying. I appreciate it when he was 16 or or 16 in yeah. the show, right? Yeah. But you know they're all in the final years of college or whatever. They're supposed to be like 17, 18 now. And, I, and I'm just like, you've been going through this cycle for years. You've seen Eric's growth, Adam's growth, understand, yeah. understand, accepting who he is. Maeve's growth, you know, everyone's mm. gone through a period of growth. And he's just, be, it's like Groundhog Day for Otis. And, and for me, I, I don't know who to blame. Mm, well, it's, it's only the right I guess there's only, so. I don't think it helps that Aza Butterfields looks about 35 now. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just feel like he ruins his relationship with 
Maeve pretty much. He ruins his relationship with Eric. He ruins his relationship with his mum. He just des- destroys any re- t- chance of rebuilding a relationship with Ruby. Uh, and for me, doesn't deserve anyone's forgiveness at the end of the series. Like, he doesn't do enough to repair those relationships. He doesn't get Ruby's forgiveness, really. Which is something. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I will give you that, actually. She's the only one that seems to have an element of self-respect. Yeah. I mean, I, I think... I, I disagree with you, uh, to an extent. I don't, like, all the way see it as sort of, like, one-dimensionally as that. I think Otis is a complicated character. He is definitely selfish, or he's definitely, like got an ego about him and but that's explored you know I think the idea that we have a flawed protagonist is actually something that's used really well you know like and in a lot of ways I think Maeve's a flawed protagonist that's done well all of them are flawed every character's flawed all of them are yeah you know yeah no they're all yeah exactly but I think obviously there's such a focus around Otis throughout all four seasons and now I'm looking back on it and I feel like I wish there wasn't I, I yeah, wish there wasn't I kind of know what you mean but he's the, the he's the sort of like he's you know the the, the first uh, couple of seasons you understand it yeah you know he's he's like a bit of a buffoon he doesn't really you know he's a sex therapist that's never had sex and doesn't know how to talk to girls and it's 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 funny it's charming mm. and and by the end of this season it, it for me well I, it seems a little bit pathetic <laughs> pathetic yeah, fair enough. I mean, he his relationship with Maeve is what the whole story is built around. Yeah. They're the two sort of like protagonists, or you know, they're they're the the will they won't they situation that, that like the entire story sort of like branches out from. But it's not the most important thing, and that's kind of like part of the magic. And I became of this show, least interested in that, which is fine. Mm. That's sort of what the writing is supposed. That's sort of what the writing is supposed to do. It's where it starts. That's the roots, and that's the stem that carries on. But it's not to continue this horrible metaphor the flowers <laughs> like it's you know what I mean like the, the beauty of this show is that every single character that appears from the first season is fully explored even people that are peripheral at the beginning get a full yeah. very unique storyline and like they're yeah. fully fleshed out and explored so was, I mean yeah so I'll stop interrupting what, I mean what's your take on the series 4 instalment of Otis and Maeve's relationship or dynamic just Otis yeah. and yeah um, I think it ends perfectly I think it's I think it's beautiful um, I love that um, there are plenty of points where Otis makes like very obvious mistakes and he's really portrayed as like probably the most flawed character um, and in the same way that he's always been Eric is there for him to like pick the pieces up and you know like I, it's yeah I think it's brilliant and the ending being kind of bittersweet is perfect for me like it's realistic it's it's difficult it's maybe almost unsatisfactory but it's realistic and in that way it's perfect so I will say that I loved everyone everyone else's story that they focused on just in season 4 or across the board uh, well I, I mean I'm, I'm talking about season 4 like uh think some storylines were quite underdeveloped but the ones you know Eric's story I think was rounded off really nicely um, the same mm-hmm. with Amy's oh, oh no you got a comment about Eric's I guess I was a tiny little bit like dissatisfied with the way that Eric's story ends uh, only a tiny tiny little bit because 
I think it's a little bit like repetitive that in every season Eric and Otis fall out and usually it's because of something that Otis does you know Otis neglects their friendship for I don't know his, his infatuation with Maeve or whatever and in this season it's that Otis isn't appreciating that Eric needs kind of other friends um to express like certain aspects of his personality mm-hmm. um Otis isn't appreciating that Eric is black, that Eric is Christian, that Eric is, well, you know, queer and wants to be more of a member of that community. He's super supportive of that, but there's no conversation about it. Eric calls him out for this. And then when they fix their friendship, it doesn't imply that they're going to fix that problem. Mm. It just cuts to them back, you know, to their, like, old ways, playing Smash Bros together, hanging out, being best friends, having a good time. It's heartwarming. It's exactly what I wanted to see. Yeah. But there's no, you know, like, it sort of says, like, oh, I'll try, and then it's like... But then this, the thing is, you've got to end it somewhere. Yeah. You know, like, you can... I think you can just assume that th- those conversations are going to happen, that Otis is going to, you know, and, like... For me, it was in character with Otis's... Otis is who he was, you know? Mm. Oh, okay, yeah, I'll try. Honestly... Detestable, that kid. I, 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 know, what you, I know what you're getting at. I think Detestable is way too strong. Like, flawed yeah, yeah. in a realistic way and flawed in a way that doesn't push me away from him. It doesn't make me not like him. Mm. But Detestable, that's way too strong. I don't even think he's dislikable. Oh. I think he's brilliant. Yeah. I think they all are. My, my favourite storyline is Adam's, actually, throughout. The, the journey. Um, I actually think the... I might agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, and... You know the relationship with his dad and and this season particularly was it's it's really heartwarming and it's just you know he's he's continuously finding himself and trying to become more and more comfortable with himself and actually his on screen mannerism is just incredible it's perfect yeah it's brilliant he's He's really really good at what he does Um, I thought it was really nice that uh, that um, Adam and uh, Eric got that little moment at the funeral of like. Oh, good to see you man you know like yeah. every, water under the bridge moved on like everybody's good like that was really nice it was a subtle like tiny little thing but it was brilliant and I think sex education especially season 4 has been full of very subtle little things like that that are just mm. you know that just round off a character beautifully I think um, at the start of the season where Adam's flicking through the photos of Eric you you know maybe a little to Oh, Adam's whole thing is going to be trying to prove to Eric that he's a different person and he's more comfortable. And I'm glad I didn't go down that route. Yeah. It just continued on with him trying to, yeah. you know, working at the stables, trying to work out who he was, what he liked. And, yeah. and his, for me, his story throughout has been fantastic. Mm. Really, really I kind of like how also it's, especially in season four, it's almost completely irrelevant. Yeah. Like he's so detached yeah. from every other character. Yeah. It's him and Mr. Groff and like and his mum and that entire kind of like family dynamic that they're all working through together. It's just not connected yeah. anymore. It is obviously in the earlier seasons, but I love that in the fourth one, it's moved away from it. There's very few connections left to the rest of the story and the other characters. But it's not it's, even in school, you know. Yeah, yeah, but it's still so important. Yeah, it's still maybe the best story, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, it's great. So. There's a lot of individual talk about characters, and I have lots more of it throughout the show. But let's um, quickly focus on before, because I feel like I'm gonna make this like a bit of a 
a, a battering ram situation. But a battering? I, what was a battering? I, I, well, <laughs> you know, just keep berating it for all its flaws. But we'll, let's just talk about how good this series was as a whole. And you know, <laughs> yeah. so for I I was extremely extremely reluctant to watch this. Brilliant. For a good two years when it was sex education. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, I just didn't think it was my thing. Um, just didn't feel like I'd be interested. Um, I, I have this really, I, I have this really weird thing where like on-screen sex makes me really uncomfortable. I don't think that's that weird. So the title "Sex Education," I was just like, I'm not watching that. I'm, yeah. I'm just gonna be uncomfortable for yeah. the whole time. Yeah. But it was. I don't know. I don't know how they did it, but it was. You know, it was. Just you know, re- it was such a relatable show. It was fun. Yeah. It was set in you know a great location. The fictional world that was created was something you just wanted to be a part of. Mm. And I feel like every you know, despite me going you know as I I'm about to continue to pick holes in <laughs> season four, I still really enjoyed what I was watching. Mm. Um, what are your <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, what are your thoughts? Well, let me just respond to a couple of the comments you've just made. I mean, to start with, I think the beauty in the, or the genius in the title is that it is slightly misleading, but also not misleading at all. Like, it's a show about sexual education. It's a, it's what it says on the tin, but yeah. it's not that uncomfortable, you know, like... like In the class it, when you're 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the sex education that you, th- that you think about. It's not crude yeah. and, com- you know, like, awkward and comedic however at the same time it's crude it's awkward it's comedic it's yeah. horrible it's uncomfortable it's it's brilliant it, it's what it says on the tin it's misleading and it's not misleading at the same time it's genius like I know exactly what you mean by being slight by you know when you say you're slightly put off by the title mm. but then you're still surprised you know, yeah. it is exactly what it's what you're expecting, but you're still surprised by it. It's, yeah. it's brilliant, and I think that's just a testament to how well this is written and how beautifully this show, in every area, is crafted. Mm. Um, it's I created mean, some real stars from it as well. Definitely. I mean, Sex Education. You know, the title. It's the education of the characters. It's a lot of people going through, very, like you know. A, horrible period of their lives like adolescence puberty coming of age mm. experiencing sex for the first time but equally it's an education for the audience in that it combats ignorance around a lot of topics to do with sex mm. taboo topics LGBTQ queer identity tons of stuff like that and it also informs an audience like how to handle other perspectives and normalize these conversations and, and normalize healthy conversations about sex. This show is so important. It's the most progressive thing I've ever seen on Netflix mm. or ever seen, to be honest, on any streaming platform. Might even go as far as say ever seen ever. Yeah. Like the lessons in this, the character, the, the way that the, these characters evolve, the themes that are explored are so deep, are so important and are so sad, so mm. pathetic sometimes. But Does at the same time, audience, it doesn't need to though. No, not at because, all. Because you know, fifty-year-old Dave's not watching this. Well, let me ask you this: Who's the target audience of sex education? I think, yeah. Well, people under thirty. 
You think? I think so. Because I think there's something in this for everyone. How many of the characters aren't under 30? I admit it's a minority, but Jean, mm -hmm. Mr. Groff, Mr. Groff's wife and Adam's mother, whose name I've forgotten. <laughs> um, in this late... The two teachers that have a relationship. The two, two teachers in the earlier seasons. The, um, the sister of Jean. Erin. Um, Maeve's mum. Maeve's mother, Erin. Like there, there are so many of these characters yeah. um, who some of them start off as per peripheral yeah. some of them start off as villains like Mr. Groff yet are fully explored fleshed out and have a story have a redemptive story arc that's just like heartwarming and incredible mm. like there's something in the show for everybody there's the not, not only is there the sexual education of teenagers but there's a sexual education of adults mm. there's the un- repressing <laughs> of, of, of of Mr. Groff of first of his wife I've forgotten her name but you know she becomes friends with Jean um, we'll get her name and, yeah we'll find her name we get yeah she becomes friends with Jean in her second season uh, when she breaks up with her husbands and she has this kind of like awakening not not just sexually but in terms of her personality you know she, she comes out from this repressive marriage and home life and, and discovers her own identity. And it's beautiful to see. And then you see that extended... Maureen Groff. Maureen, Maureen Groff. You see Maureen extend her a newfound identity to her family and try and encourage the same thing from Mr. Groff and from Adam. And that's beautiful. Mm. And, it, and, and Maureen starts as such a peripheral character. Yeah. No, and she's, she's you know, she, she has the entire arc to the point where in season four, she's like, like Jackson she's not the focus anymore you know mm. these these characters Maureen and Jackson I just like as Jackson's, two random examples yeah. Jackson's one of my favourite characters he's also one of my favourite actors he's one of the three in Red Pitch which is a, um, a production on in, that's on Shepherd's Bush at the moment it's just rerunning and it's one of the best plays I've ever seen but um, I'll plug that later <laughs> um, but yeah these two characters you know they have story arcs in the first in the earlier seasons and then they just become almost like um, rocks <laughs> yeah <laughs> they become a point of stasis they yeah. become like the characters that other people are leaning on yeah and that's be that's part of the character arc that's beautiful too um, you also mentioned sex scenes obviously sex education being what it is is full of sex scenes in previous things that we've watched and talked about on GP like the sex scenes are used to romanticise or dramatise or glorify or whatever I mean, I've got a whole article on it and why I don't like it, exploring that idea of like sex scenes on screen making people kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. But in this, there's none of that. It's a realistic portrayal of sex, like complete with awkwardness and humour and yeah. vulnerability and embarrassment and complete disasters and yeah. everything. And it's, it's this really like... <laughs> Chili oil, man. I know. And, yeah, but, and it's a perfect balance of, hu of realism and humour. Yeah, it's yeah. a perfect balance of, of normalising these like, you know, normalising sex and normalising conversations about sex, but keeping the humour there so you can laugh at it. I mean, at times it, it drifts into the crude, but never so much or never for too long that it becomes unwatchable. Yeah. I mean, like the one thing that sticks in my head is that open a season two oh, I'm not going to talk about it if you don't remember the scene but maybe that's a little bit much <laughs> but it leans into the awkwardness it leans into the embarrassment and it does that for a reason like that's important that's healthy and that's part of the identity of the show I think 
The final point that you made that I want to comment on is the setting. And that might be one of my favorite things about sex education. Moredale as a semantic field, Moredale as a setting is incredible because it's more than the sum of its parts and its parts don't make sense. Every character has a Southern British accent, like they're from London, because all the actors probably are. It's filmed in North Wales and the school system's American. Like they're all hanging out by lockers and stuff. Like it, it doesn't make sense. It's obviously fictional because nowhere like this in the UK exists. It's not what school in the UK looks like at all. However, at the same time, it's completely believable. It's like this fantasy world mm. that's still in, entirely relatable. Yeah. And I love it for that. And every time you watch such education, like even, you know, abandoning the story. There's a warmth, story, isn't there? There's a, yeah. There's a warmth to the setting. You want to go there, you want to spend time in Moordale and you want to spend time with these characters because they're so believable and they're so lovable. Yeah, apart from Otis. Apparently apart from Otis, but <laughs> I don't know, I liked Otis. <laughs> so, coming back to season four, because that, that was, you know, that was really nice and I, I agree with, with all of those points. Um, Cal's, Cal becoming a rock, I wasn't too sure about. Cal so, becoming so, a rock. So Cal, I mean, Cal was introduced in season three. Yeah. Um, had a good relationship with Jackson in season three but for me then in season four that became this quite a big focal point and other than the Otis and Maeve situation Mm. Cows was the only other part of the series that I wasn't necessarily that interested in okay um you know I just felt, you know, maybe it's because Cal wasn't in from season one. I didn't feel that connection with the character. I I Uh don't know. Did you feel the same way about that storyline in season four? Or did you have a different approach to that? I mean, it feels a tiny little bit more hollow than the others. Yeah. But in a way, like, Cal was used to uh, exemplify, not to exemplify, to promote the other characters' storylines almost more, you know? So I know I criticised the ending of Eric's story. A little bit, but I still thought it was incredible. Yeah, and I think the 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 development of Eric from, I mean, he's never been just like the black best friend or the gay best friend. He's way more than that. Yeah, from the start, which I think is incredible. But I like that in each season, Eric is used or his storyline tackles something different. You know, like being out to his family or whatever. And this in this season, it's the relationship between his sexual identity and his religious community yeah and the battle between that and the ending the ending where he decides he's going to become a pastor i love that mm. and I, I actually loved that the focus of eric in this season was to explore the relationship between sexuality and the church i think yeah. that was incredible because it's more than just the church as well it's it's a community anyway it's eric that finds cal and i know it's jackson that realizes where they are but it's eric that actually finds them he stumbles across Cal after his weird hallucination in the forest, like seeing God and all of that. Um, and he goes down to them and he sort of talks to Cal and I don't know, he's the reason that I don't I don't know, he, he brings them back to yeah. to the community, he brings them back to reality. It's that moment of Eric becoming this not saviour, but you know, some you, representing something bigger than himself. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's almost like the first time he acts as a pastor. Mm. As, a, as a carer for the mm. community and for, for this individual and for his friends I mean of course he does for Eric and tons of other characters throughout but like it's the first time that 
you see almost like Eric as a therapist mm. where you know up yeah. until this point it's, it's Otis you know and like you actually realise that Eric's almost maybe the one that should have been doing this the whole time like not that he should have been a sex therapist but this is this is you see this it is his calling as it's yeah. calling exactly but it's also beautiful that Jackson gets there and finds Cal too and it's the three of them together you know it's not Otis the protagonist saving the day or it's not Maeve or whatever it's these three characters that are at the start of these, this story so disconnected I thought that was beautiful I loved that so in a way like as much as Cal's storyline is maybe tiny a tiny little bit more hollow like you could argue that but can Cal you, can is you, used to promote can you have song. some a whole storyline just to finish off tie off Eric's do you know what I mean like but that's not all that's not all Cal is for and if you think about it no, right yeah I know I think what exemplifies sex education as such incredible writing is that if you took one of these characters out the whole thing falls apart no matter how irrelevant they seem to be or like maybe their own thread is mm. you pull on it and the whole thing unravels they're all so connected and it's all so important and it's incredible and they all get their own like moments to shine and stuff like I mean maybe this doesn't fit into the conversation right now but I thought Amy's photography yeah her burning the jeans that was one of the most power. I mean, it's just like chucked in there, like in a montage, you know. That's one of the most powerful shots of this entire show. Yeah. Like, fucking hell. <laughs> that was incredible. So, for me, this season also actually had a lot of undeveloped, interested stories that I would have been quite interested in seeing more of. So, so I've, uh, I've listed them. Um, Adam and Jem, the, the stable girl slash owner of farm. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was never. I so, so there was you know there was this thing there was this thing in episode three I think it was where they're both tending to a horse and she's looking at him quite lovingly, and then nothing really goes on. Adam has a few more shenanigans at the farm, and then right at the end of season eight, she asks him out on a date. Now for me, there was a get there was something there to to explore. Through, throughout the rest of the season when it first was kind of hinted mm. and 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 I, and I think I don't know if this is I don't know if, whether to praise the writers for this or get really annoyed because that and a number of other things that I'm going to list was like it, it dropped some stuff in early on and then just quickly fastened the knot at the end of the season right when I really would have loved to like have seen more mm. so another one mm. um maybe not as underdeveloped Viv and abusive partner Bo I think I mean yes grabbing her by the wrist is enough but I still feel like there was demeanour towards her and the way that he's messaging her and everything but I still feel like there could have been more to that yeah I don't think it needs to make it well maybe but one thing is fine three or four things I'm still going to list another two um Abby, the let's say head girl, right. the 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 obsessive nature of her, kind of always wanting to be positive, the toxic positivity, for me again was there to be really kind of explored down to the T. But mm. then it, again, it was like episode eight. Why are you like that? Oh, because of this. Oh, and I'm immediately going to stop. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last. I'm glad one, you drew that. I'm glad, glad you brought that up. I'll quit that behaviour. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. I know and and everyone was getting really pissed off about it. I was yeah. like, this is bubbling up 
brilliantly. Yeah. This is going to be great. Nothing. And then, <laughs> yeah, I'll give it that. And then for me, Owen Ruby, despite there being some underlying tension throughout, it was, don't know who you are, don't know who you are, don't know who you are. Oh yeah, I did wrong, sorry. Yeah. And, 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 for, and Ruby's, you know, Ruby's revenge wasn't, you know, it, it, it was impactful, but it wasn't focused on how impactful it was, despite mm. it not being like a, you know, a massive weight off her shoulders. She didn't feel much better about it. But I still don't think it was, you know, okay, she got cancelled during a radio show. But it, it just... <laughs> Not as though, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It just... And that's probably the only time we'll really mention I. Um, <laughs> you know, it was... So there's four things there where you could argue that they didn't need to be explored. Mm. But there were four situations where I felt a little bit aggrieved that there weren't. Oh, yeah. Which, which for me then... Just don't do it. I'm gonna flip this on you. I think that you're you're framing this as a criticism when it's actually just highlighting how much you enjoyed this. Because what you're saying is you want more. Yeah, no, yeah, of course. But there's not gonna be more. Yeah, but then you have to <laughs> end it somewhere. Yeah, of course. Do you know what I mean? Like, like it, I, I think sex education is one of those. Like this show is one of those where you can't ever end this satisfactorily. You can only. Okay. I mean, all right, fine. So Otis and Maeve's story, like at end cut off dead like that's know. okay that's okay and that's, though yeah and that's fine that's what they should do right that's the sort of like that's the spine of the whole thing but like there's so many offshooting branches of other characters mm. and stuff going on you can't end them all I, like really sad but what I'm saying I didn't need to see Adam and Jem go through a whole experience I just needed to see a little I just needed to see like just a little more. bit more I didn't and I thought it was perfect I, I didn't need to see loads more of Viv and her abusive partner just a bit more just a little bit more I did yeah. want to see a lot more of the toxic positivity power over the school stuff like I felt yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they teased that pretty much in every episode yeah. very slightly through one comment in every episode yeah. I was like you've got something here do something you, you, re- you really do I've got something here and then I'll, I'll let the Owen Ruby stuff slide but I just you know Ruby at the end of season one and, I, and it was either the end of season one and season two the, the like the big players were Ruby and, and Maeve, mm. and again she was you know she was awesome in, in this season, and I just feel like she maybe deserved a little a little bit more. Fair enough. Yeah, I I, I, I take that criticism on board I, as if you're criticising me. <laughs> I think no, I appreciate what you're saying. Um, I think I still do. You're corporately think... defending them, so I'm just going to keep attacking you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I thought this was perfect, man. Like, I think you've got to end it. One somewhere. more criticism Go I on. have. Do you want to say anything nice before I just keep the slander train going? I'm only saying nice things about this show. Go on, give it me. Sean is one of the most unbelievable characters I have ever okay, experienced. Okay, yeah, right. So Sean is slightly I... one-dimensional. Okay, I could be wrong. I have never met anyone... That has no sorrow for losing a no sorrow whatsoever for losing a parent. No, I think you misunderstanding it. No, no, but like it's it's. I understand his. I kind of understand his character, but it was like this is his character. There's no leeway. This is exactly no, who he no, is. No, 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 no. And no, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> he, he's you know he's he's making jokes you know in the hospital and like but really like unbelievably inappropriate jokes that like. I don't think he makes any. Um, it is. It was just all. It just didn't make. It just didn't work for me. It, was, it. It wasn't a good character. Maeve and Sean represent two different sides of grief. In that. In that moment. 
and the, and Sean I mean at the funeral the big scene with Sean so I for, real quick before I carry on with this I love that Sean came back Sean was axed after the first season he just doesn't you know he, he disappears and but he mm. actually was brought back in the fourth making him that character that, that disappears for ages I and get comes that. back and, yeah. just, and I loved that I thought it was brilliant but you can't go. You can't just go. Oh, there's my dickhead brother back. That's how he was introduced. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then him be the a dickhead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like to the extreme of like, okay. So he started I don't using. Actually, believe you. He started using. He is the result of that kind of upbringing. Maeve has escaped it. He has not. He's bitter about that. His grief transforms into anger. Mm. His he's. His his expression, his like explosion at the funeral, is an expression of anger. That in itself is an expression of his grief, I, and no, yeah, it's implied yeah. that he's high. Yeah, because he started I, using just like his mother. I do understand. It's I a tragedy, and that. it's perfect. I, yeah, and Maeve represents the flip side of the coin. Maeve is like the strength of Maeve's character uh-huh. is that she overcame all of that. Yeah, she yeah. could so easily have been sure. Uh, it was just I. I don't actually have a problem with the. Few, I just think in in totality his return was a little much for me. The, the, just the okay. way they presented his return was a, was just a tad too much. And what about Joffrey Baratheon getting about five seconds of screen time? What? I didn't even know. Uh, dodgy Mo or something. That was... Nah, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Dodgy Mo's... <laughs> so, so I used, uh, it's called Adam something. Um, I remember after playing Joffrey... Mm. The actor, and we, I'm going to have to get his name. So, so his name's Jack Gleason, and um, I remember seeing an interview of him saying that basically after Joffrey, he didn't really want to act again because of the amount of real life kind of hate he got. Because he was such a detestable character. Because he was such yeah. a... I mean, just because just he was so good. So it was kind of fitting that he was only in like two minutes of this season. But yeah. maybe this is like a reintroduction him into a... Into acting, so I, I, you know, I'd definitely be excited for to see more of him in the future. Well, it's cool. I guess he gets to just choose these minor roles and, like, you know, having a little role in sex education. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. I mean, speaking of that funeral scene, so I don't cry watching TV or movies that often. That's not some toxic masculinity, like, or anything. I just like sometimes I'll say, "Oh, yeah," like I cried. And what I mean is I got emotional, mm-hmm. but I didn't actually cry. Season four of Sex Education, <laughs> I sobbed like three, four times. I mean, at the, at the, on the final episode, on the funeral scene, uh, the fight between um, Jillian Anderson's character. Jean. Jean, Jean and, um, and her sister. Joanna, yeah. Like... There were so many moments in this that just... Comp- and I think it's because I'm so invested in these characters. Yeah. I, I've loved watching Sex Education from season one. I've enjoyed it so much. And these characters are so believable. Mm. So well portrayed. So real. The storylines are so realistic. The... Oh, it, it just drew me into a point where seeing these story, these storylines like conclude... Was took a, took a heavy emotional toll on me. Well, I mean that's the that's the sign of, um, you know, a well written show that will have a lasting impact on people, and that's that's really good. A hundred percent. That's really good. A hundred percent. Um, could you pick a favorite character? Yeah, Adam. 
Hundred percent. Is that easily. like so? Sex education throughout Adam is your favorite character. Um, I just, I just appreciate his the the journey that he goes through. I mean, Eric could could have been could be as well, but because I think Eric's the one. Everyone's got like a favorite character. I feel like Eric's everyone's favorite character. Yeah, I hear that. You know, there's always that character. You know, um, I, just because we spoke about it before, Tyrion Lannister was everyone's favorite character, yeah. really. Um, well, it's slightly different, though, isn't it? You, you know, the, the, every show has a, everyone's favorite character. I feel like that's Eric, but for me, Adam. I mean, it's deserved though. Nakuni yeah. Gatwa Oh yeah, he's, ama- he's, he's amazing. No matter what, like, and this isn't a slight to whatever. He's next Doctor Who now, I think. Yeah, well. it's not. This isn't a slight to Doctor Who or whatever. But no matter what Nakuni Gatwa does with his career now, and I'm sure it'll be huge. To me, he'll always be. Eric I feel first but when he's like 50 nah still then still then <laughs> for me because yeah, yeah. this is such a this is he's such a big character yeah this is one of the best characters I'm so I'm assuming he's your favourite character in this no oh. but then that's no, the thing like if you so I mean I don't think I could pick so genuinely I think like again such a, t- a testament to how good this show is is that I could not pick one um, it's mm. so difficult season by season I probably could this season, my favorite character was Mister Groff. Yeah, and I think he's was, yeah. he's in the shortlist for my favorite characters in season three as well. I, I mean, I just love his entire storyline from yeah. start to finish. The portrayal of his character, the acting, like it's it's just it's gr- I love it. Yeah, I absolutely love it. I think Adam's up there as well for the same reasons. Um, Ruby in season four, mm-hmm. and maybe Ruby season three as well. Um, season one and two. It's got to be Jacob. Um, what the French guy that created a? So that actually leads me to my one and only criticism, and that is that one when we got to season four, we saw a few characters get axed, mm. and for the most part, it was handled quite well. You had the perfect excuse, though, didn't you? Mordell High closed down. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so, you know, characters go to going college. to different colleges or or going to different schools. Yeah, like, perfect. I mean, Ruby being left on her own, like... However, Jakob and Orla were crucial. And at the end of season... And, and, and such, like, incredible characters. And at the end of season three... I wasn't a fan of Orla, to be fair. All right, yeah, fine. No, I'm not actually, <laughs> I actually hear what you're saying there, but we won't touch that. <laughs> but um, Jakob, you know, yeah, yeah. incredible character, and I wanted to see more of him. And I don't believe that it's in his character to abandon the entire situation and just move away. No. Because the ba- because Jean's baby isn't his. No. I don't believe that. No. That didn't sit well for me. And I didn't like that he was acted all because I wanted to see more of him. He was one of my favourite characters and he was integral to sex education to me. Mm-hmm. Um... Another example is Raheem, the French guy, mm. who just disappears. And there's no, like, at least with the other characters. Was he not an exchange reference. student, though? Oh, well, maybe, I don't know. But he was living back to France. Shop. Yeah, but the, all, it would have said, all it would have taken was, like, maybe just well, the one reference. True. I mean, you know, it would have been weak, but at least it was there. There was yeah. no mention at it was, all. It was not there at and all. And he was still yeah. And he was around. very integral in season yeah. three. Yeah, I mean, to the Adam and Eric yeah. situation, I don't know, maybe it's all right. Um, I think yeah, I think the the worst, the most egregious example though was, was Jakob because at the yeah, end of season three you obviously have that like cliffhanger that you know who's is the, who's the father of the baby, mm. and I think that cliffhanger needed more 
to resolve it than just Jakob's gone we've moved on mm. it wasn't his it's yeah, really yeah. it's the motorbike guy whatever you know what I mean like, yeah and I think also season 4 introduced new characters when perhaps it didn't need to um, it, of course it did yeah. need to but I don't ultimately care about Roman or Abby or Joanna like I don't care enough because the long standing relationship that I have with everybody else just over overrides yeah. it yeah. even you know even the ones that are, that are new from season 3 even Cal and Vivian and whatever like they're way more important than these new characters that have just been dropped in season 4 because just like you know the last season of Top Boy this season is here to conclude yeah, and I want to see the conclusion of these characters that I've been on a journey with, not these new people thrown in that accentuate that journey. Yeah, so I I have to just give one more final shout out. So Adam Graff was played by Connor Swindles, mm. um, and I just want to see everything that he's in. Barbie, we saw this year, he was in that as well. Yeah, he had no place in it at all. He had no yeah. place in Barbie, <laughs> but I still think he, you know he played a really good role. Um, and you know, I really look forward to seeing him, and you know, much more in the future. He was just so, so good in this. Um, anyone for you that you want to give a special shout out to? I mean, a hundred percent, Julian Anderson. Yeah, like Gene Milburn as a character. Ah, just absolutely. Like, it, you know, if I really like push came to shove, you really like gun to my head, pick a favorite character. It's it's Jill, it's Julian Anderson's Gene Milburn. Yeah, like. I've I've never seen a character that's that believable. Like she's just incredible, and I, I love that we got the final, fight like the, finally the meeting between Jean and Maeve, and like they like they finally you know the last act of sort of like therapy that Jean ever did because you know in the earlier seasons you always forget because of this latest season Jean was a therapist Jean's a sex therapist yeah that wasn't focused on at all in that fourth but that final act of parenthood and you know, sort of motherhood, like, from Jean is to Maeve, the character that she's not met. This mm. entire, you know, those two characters have never come across, the two biggest characters who never actually interact, and you finally get that scene. Mm. And I love that about this show from start to finish, uh, that every single character, every big character, mixes with every single other character. Mm. You know, like, that scene, yeah, yeah. that scene in the gym between Jackson and Otis, I mean, that was incredible. Yeah. Because they're two of the biggest characters, you know, and, it, like... You just and they ev- barely interact. And yeah, then, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Every combination possible happens. You yeah. get it, and and I love that. You're not left wanting anywhere. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Gene Milburn. One of the greatest characters, the greatest character to come off Netflix. Wow. The most believable, and the character I've loved the most. Yeah. Hundred okay. percent. I mean, well, that that that's quite interesting. So, so what are we looking at here? Are we looking at a, a character of the year, a TV series of the year candidates here? It's, you know, it's difficult education as a whole like what you know we used to give really early on like months back we used to give uh, installments or whatever shows movies like a uh, grade out of 10 and it was didn't just doesn't work at all but I mean for me sex, sex education would be a 12 um, so however that said season 4 specifically I think is the weakest season like yeah. just by a tiny amount you know it's an 11.5 out of 10 rather you know what I'm mean? like yeah, yeah. like just by a tiny amount it's probably the weakest of four incredible seasons yeah so I don't know like can can I say sex education might be the the on the short list for me for best TV series this year maybe it depends I mean it has to be I think, I think it probably know, seen great expectations and wolf 
Uh, well, when we sit down with the actual <laughs> list and think about it, yeah, like, yeah. like we'll Don't we'll find out. But for me, I think yeah, at the moment, I think it's safe to say that Sex Education season four will be on my shortlist for um, best TV series this year. And Gene Milburn will probably be on my short will be on my shortlist for best character. 